When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best dang podcast you could put your moist little ears in to. A lot of people don't like that slogan, but guess what? That's what the slogan is, and we have to stick by family because family doesn't abandon family. Exactly. Dang it. My name is Sam. Who's joining me? Uh, DJ Waldridge. Uh, this is just a quickie little intro because we're actually doing a really special podcast today. We're talking about Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Almost did it. Ready? Three, two, one. Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. It's a recap. We're talking about everything you need to know. We're talking characters. We're talking plot points. We're talking magic. We're talking creatures. We're talking weapons. Yeah, because of this, as of airing this episode, the episode, the first episode of the new season will have dropped. Whoa! Yeah. And so this is like, if you haven't watched it yet, this is all the things that you'll need to know going into it. Mm-hmm. And also, you're like, but wait, I want to talk about the new episode of season eight. Guess what? You can go to might be awesome mm-hmm. because there's going to be a video coming out as of this airing today. Yeah. Uh, where we're going to be bringing out with our pal Trisha Hirschberger. Yes. And we're going to have a special guest come on to our Patreon show where mm-hmm. we do uh, a discussion of that. But you can go to Might Be Awesome for all of that. YouTube.com slash Might Be Awesome. For all of that, go over there. Check it out. There's a free portion there you can watch, which is uh, just the general review from the uh, old hosts. You know, mm-hmm. the, you've seen them before. The old song and dance from Sam, DJ, Trisha. But for bonus stuff and especially what our guest thoughts are on the episode, make sure you check out Patreon. $15 plus gets you the live access to the videos when we get the sorry the live right now the internet god keeps crapping out on our end but you do get the videos of them as soon as they're up and we're gonna be reading answering your questions and reading your questions and your fan theories and your thoughts and whatnot so make sure you don't miss out on that also all the new goodies on patreon 50 dollars now it's our new producer tier so if you want to credit on our videos and also when we do our retro reviews we're gonna be doing reviews of older movies leading up to mm-hmm. big releases uh we're gonna throw your reviews in those videos that's yes. what that means so if you want to be part of that check out that tier it's pretty cool and also the special offer going on right now for, 50, for the 15 dollar tier because because uh, we'll get you a personal video. Yeah. Sam and DJ. Same personal stuff with your name in the video. Yeah. So stay tuned for all Nothing that mean. stuff. Promise no mean words. But now another big thing that's happened since we last did this podcast. When? If you want to talk about it. Yeah. Is there was the Star Wars. Cel- it was Disney Celebration. But also Star Wars Celebration. An official title. Here it goes. Ready? Three, two, one. one Star Wars. Wars the Last, last Jedi 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Star Wars Episode Nine: The Last <laughs> Jedi, Jedi Two. two. <laughs> Ooh, wait. So wait how bo- can I buy my ticket now? No, wait. Before we dive into the Star Wars thing, did you want to take a brief second to talk about the Disney Plus? I mean, the Disney Plus app looks so dope. Six yeah. ninety nine a month. It is at sixty nine right there in the title. <laughs> you know, I'm already buying it. You know, I'm already there. I parts of me do feel cynical about Disney's general takeover of all media forever and ever. Amen. Hey, Ben, they've been but doing that forever. I know, but the app does look really cool. And that Simpsons ad was like. That's pretty good. It's, it's, it's clean pretty, cut, yeah. man. It's just easy. It's like, because they know they already got your money, so mm-hmm. they can make any price point they want. Netflix, uh-oh, they're sweating bullets over mm-hmm. there. Because they, they can't lower their price. They can't. They ha- they raise their price for a reason because they're in debt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, they, and they have stock. They have shareholders they need to uh, keep promises to. now? It's about $15. There is a Sorry, there is a price that is the same as this Disney app, Yeah, but it's for one to maybe two users in its standard definition. Okay. And you don't get everything. Okay. Yeah. 
So it's not great. There is a price point for that, but to get but to get the stuff that like Disney's promising, yeah. you need to be paying like fifteen bucks a month for that. Uh oh. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. So they they're gonna be sweating bullets because they have a lot of stuff on that one. What show are you most excited about? I mean, the Mandalorian looks dope. Like the that, we're getting that day one of launch. We're getting That's the crazy. first episode, which is November twelfth. Yeah. Um, are they doing the same thing as the DC Universe app, where it's like an episode a week? I don't know. They, uh, they, as far as we they've said is that the Mandalorian will be available at launch. Full disclosure, I'm actually a fan of that personally. Of weekly, week by week. Yeah. Binge, just, binge is fun. Binge is fun. There's merits to both. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I like that ability to take it at a certain pace. And there are a lot that's going to be offline downloading you can do for their for their episodes, which is cool. Nice. And it's going to be on the Switch, which does not matter that much to me, except for I do kind of like the idea. Well, Netflix also, isn't on the, the Switch. Switch has been super like... It's good for kids. If yeah. you want to save stuff on kids like Switches and you want to like it basically, if you want something for them to have on a plane and you're just like, just play with the goddamn thing for this goddamn mm-hmm. five hour flight to go see your aunts. All right. So don't bug me. The Switch works. Yeah. Work. It's just it's a smart. It's a smart. I still feel like Disney's going to buy Nintendo at some point. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's next on the on the chopping block. They're, they're, gonna, they're eyeing it. You best Mario, believe Mario and Mickey are going to be hey, hanging if, out. If um if uh the if Pokemon Go hadn't have been that popular, you know, and like yeah. really risen their stock like the way that it mm-hmm. did, I bet you that would have been like like if that hadn't happened four years into the future from that date, yeah. they, they would have been bought. Yeah, it would have gotten there. okay. So then the other big news there of as of this recording for the Disney app. Not the Disney app for Disney, Disney. celebration and, and Star Wars celebration is we got Star Wars episode nine. It's called The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I like the title. I like okay. it a lot. Yeah. What does it mean to you? Huh? It means as much as any other makeup. That's fair. Title. But I'm yeah. trying to wonder, like Skywalker, because it's not the Skywalker or Mr. Skywalker or Mrs. Skywalker. As far as you know, it's the rise of Skywalker. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Skywalker might mean something different than a character's name, which is cool. I yeah. like the idea of that. The thing is so mythology heavy yeah that the name can mean something more than it needs to because at this point it's we're so far down on this goddamn rabbit hole it just gets <laughs> at the bottom dude so let's just, <laughs> just go there. to the very bottom uh, i will say the trailer as soon as like the it the, they use their money well with yeah. this when it comes to visuals and music cues and just oh the overall the shot composition when it comes when you see ray running away from the like tie fighter don't correct me on what the name of the goddamn plane is i don't <laughs> i don't care um sorry like star wars stuff don't care that much yeah. um when you see her running away from it and her doing like the flip through the air i'm like yeah man i love this i love this aspect of it the just this crazy like the the aspects that are kind of like ninjas but it has like superpowers attached to it like i really like this and john williams score it's almost not fair it's like having michael Caine in anything (laughs) where it's like oh michael Caine, like oh i love him he's great like he's gonna make me cry if he Mm -hmm. starts crying michael Caine. uh (laughs) having his score in there and you seeing just the way that these these scenes are set up like i don't know where the story's gonna go and so far they don't no, they yeah. don't know where they want to go with this, and I, I hope it kind of comes home in a cohesive way. Yeah, and the idea of them ending on a wider universe—that's really cool. You did that already with the original trilogy, and then you threw that in the toilet when you <laughs> did Last Jedi, which I like that movie. Fine, you can go ahead and send your hate. I, mm-hmm. I don't or care. Not because no, it's also me, just a here, movie. Go ahead it's and also me just a movie because you guys act like and not anyone. Anyone who actively goes after people for liking this movie, they're babies. Yeah, they're, they are babies who are upset that they have to eat their vegetables. Mm-hmm. So they, it is ridiculous. So going into this movie, I'm excited. Force Awakens actually kind of bored me. I fell mm-hmm. asleep both times I saw that in the theater. Yeah. I, I fell asleep at different times, so now I know mm-hmm. the full story. Yeah, never watch it again. Uh, but last year I got me more interested. So we'll see how this all.
all wraps up for me. I uh, the new trilogy has kind of bummed me out because it just feels like more of the same stuff. It's like remember Star Wars. Being honest, besides there are aspects. I I will say there's faults in Last Jedi. Overall, though, it kept my interest more than the other movies, and mm-hmm. actually got me excited about the scale. The scale of Star Wars should be really cool. That's the first time the movies, the more recent movies, made me feel that. Yeah, uh, and not feel like it was totally drenched in nostalgia. Like 100%. yeah, well, that's my favorite part of the Last Jedi is the stuff that felt different, felt like it was going to go in a different direction, and it couldn't quite like spoilers for a three-year-old movie, two-year-old movie, how old that movie is, but like we got to burn the books and start over. But wait, uh oh, she actually kept them. It's like come on, you got it. Like hey. Let the past behind, but here's Yoda. You know what I mean? It's like no, you gotta you gotta commit to doing new things. I think though, my one of my go tos is as far as like good fantasy sequels is actually Legend of Korra because it took everything that show set up and did new things that, that hey. were that were organic and built out of the other thing. But it wasn't like uh oh, turns out you failed and the Fire Nation is back and uh oh, the Fire Nation is actually even more powerful before and uh oh, now everything you did was pointless. And it's like actually, but interesting though, not that it's pointless, but Legend of Korra does show that like Aang may have been a bad dad, not the best. I don't. I might not uh, the bad have, dad. He but may he have been a. But he may have cared more about his people than he did about his kids. Yeah, and, and, which but is that's important. An, yeah, but that's also a new. A new thing. That's a, because the thing is, the new problems will arise. You're never going to. You'll stop the Nazis, but then you'll have to deal with communism from Russia and every the fallout of that. It's not that like actually the Nazis are back and oh they've actually invaded America and oh they've taken over the world. You know what I mean? Like Captain America Winter Soldier. But uh, but yeah, that's true. Uh, and I do like that movie. And so I'm just bummed that that I think this this the sequel trilogy was so birthed out of nostalgia that it is afraid to come up with new. This trailer even ends with a laugh of Palpatine. Come on! You said that so. Uh, interestingly, yeah, whatever. I mean, who he knows? That, it, he said that's so interesting. Like it ends, it ends with that. Like it could be Mark Hamill's Joker. You still no one is <laughs> no, no one has given me ev- any evidence to say that's not him. And it's it's like yeah, the people like the, that stuff. But the the promise to me of Star Wars, the thing that interested me, and granted, I grew up in the time of the expanded universe, uh, and I, I read some of the Jedi Academy books. And so that was where people were really going crazy. Like, it, literally, there's not a nook and cranny that those people did not uncover and explore. My favorite part, because I've never read them, is that Chewbacca got squished by a moon. <laughs> yeah, squished by uh, He did. He did. And I and there are issues, like, like, again, I haven't read all of them. I read, like, maybe five Jedi Academy books, and then some of the... There was the Phantom Menace spin-off, like Obi-Wan when he was a kid and being trained by Qui-Gon, you know, that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. my God. Because <laughs> they, they had to. Yeah, but it's like, take take the stuff that the first trilogy set up and do new things. Do take Because there would be fallout from that. It wouldn't just be, uh-oh, the Empire's still mad. Come on, man. Like It's different. First Order, not totally different, guys. Except for the Darth Vader mask, the costumes, the Death Star. And he's even welding it back together. It's like, I, I don't know. I it, That feels dumb. That feels yeah, stupid. but definitely J.J. Abrams didn't definitely didn't like some of the decisions that Ryan Johnson made, and it's weird. It's like you think they would have talked beforehand. A little, a yeah, little, didn't the same. We are going to talk about Game of Thrones on this episode. Yeah. I want to dive into this because yeah. we could because I wanted to look at the writers on these movies. Yeah, like did they not talk? Did they not watch the other one? Did yeah. they not get what they were trying to do in the other? Yeah, one? Yeah, did they not? Did they sit in, like there's wait there's a writers team for Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Do yeah. we not have that for a start where everybody's sitting in a room and you're like, all right, this is where this is going. And it's not like an improv game with telephone. Yeah. Actually, maybe it is more like that. I was going to yeah. say like improv where you like you start a sentence and the other person has to end it. And yeah. then that's not how it works. Yeah. It, 
it's so confusing why these movies don't make sense. But as you said, especially in Last Jedi, there are some visuals that one you've got John Williams' score, which is which is a, is a special fair. effect in its own sense. Mm. You still got some some incredible visuals. I still remember when the ship warp speeds through the other ship. Uh, the fight some with anime stuff, yeah, with the fight with um, with Ray and Kylo against the Snoke's dudes, the dudes in red, still amazing. Uh, like you pointed out in this trailer, there's the scene with Poe Dameron and Finn looking like a scene from uh, Uncharted uh, with Nate Drake. Which, by the way, Oscar Isaac would make a great he'd Nate Drake. He'd be amazing. He'd be Nate so Drake. so good. Uh, that stuff, her flipping over thing looks cool, but there's just this sense of like it's another desert world. It's another. There's I think it's a shot of the wrecked Death Star. It's like do new things man do new things but what, it's a whole galaxy but what's in is the emperor sleeping in the death star you could have had a whole series of that's a full moon of the <laughs> other side of the galaxy and luke and leia did their thing and there's they still got some mess fires they need to put out because nothing's ever completely fixed that's just the nature of life and the characters are falling on the other side of the galaxy you could have done know. anything i don't know man they can light speed pretty quick they can light speed free, yeah. but you got to be careful that there's nothing in the way. <laughs> yeah, that sounds gotta, like a big. Yeah, you whoa, gotta whoa. you gotta like Don't map that out something. first. You gotta map well, that out first. When do they aim for stuff? Yeah, that is confusing. I don't know. I don't On know. On that note, something that's a little bit tighter story narrative wise, not the best, but still really good. Yeah, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. And to sum up that history, is your old pals Trisha Hershberger, DJ Waldrich, and Sam Bashur. Here we go. Thank you to Trisha Hershberger for joining us. Yay! Trisha, how are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be there here. It's too long. Mm-hmm. I've seen it's you gentlemen. It's been a minute. But yes, uh, it's also been a minute for Game of Thrones. We have the final season coming down the pike as we speak. And we need to kind of do a little recap, shall we? Yeah. Yes. We, yeah, we do. We, we do. We I, know some, I know you've been watching, rewatching the entire series going up to it, right? I rewatched the last season. Because I, I made the same mistake that a, a bunch of us made for Infinity War. We're like, let's rewatch the whole thing before that. And then we're like, well, we should have waited a year. We should have waited, waited a year. Done it before the actual. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched it before season seven. Nice. So I just went back and rewatched season seven before Great. season eight. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Trisha, are you doing your little rewatch? Or you do. You, you feel like I also up? have done a rewatch of season seven. Yeah. Um. I did not reread the books. I thought about audibling all the books that are available on Audible and uh, hashtag not sponsored. Um. <laughs> and re-listening to them, but it would take so long. Yeah. Uh. And I feel like there's also something counterintuitive by like rewatching every single season up till now there's so much to take in that you would just be confused by the end of your rewatch real quick side note I like the little blue in your glasses yeah (gasps) I think it's a nice touch shout out to blue in the glasses (laughs) shout out to blue in the glasses (laughs) little teal cat eye going on so you mentioned uh, kind of getting a little you know a little confused a little convoluted let's make that easier for the viewers let's go ahead and do a quick recap of everything that you need to know going into the final season or at least everything that would make sense (laughs) you don't need to know everything (laughs) everything that would be important yeah so uh, yeah so this is gonna and we're gonna try and do it as quick as possible because I know there's some minutes yeah there's there's a I know there's some breakdowns online that are like an hour or whatever uh, who got time for that all right so if you're just coming in hot you're like what do i what are the bare basics and i i don't know if you guys agree with me but i think for the most part the hardest thing to keep track of is the characters so we're gonna we're gonna go through the characters one okay. by one start off with the main houses thankfully there's only like 
three-ish left. There's barely, there's barely even that remaining. We've done a lot of cleaning in house. In, in case you're like, <laughs> again, in case you're just coming in, the houses are the, the families. It's like yeah. old medieval, like th- these are your basically almost your political parties. House Wooldridge, yeah. House Basher, yes. House Hirschberger. Mm-hmm. Right, or like it's it's House Hirschberger and then the houses of Wooldridge and Basher have fealty to House Hirschberger. Maybe. So all, we've pledged allegiance. Maybe. Uh, so, th- so we're going to start with the big one, the one that we all kind of started with in season one. What's left of it? The Starks. Yes. The boys and the girls of the Stark family. The Stark. Yes. yes. Most importantly, going into it, the head honcho as of now, basically because everyone else is gone, is yeah. Jon Snow. That's and you're person. like, hold on. Why is his last name Snow if he's part of House Stark? Because he is sort of a bastard. <laughs> yes. Yes. For the majority of the series, we've known Jon as a bastard. And in this show, if you're a bastard, you get named after like uh, your region, basically. So yeah. snow, sand, river. Right, and since he was born in Winterfell, which is the north, it's Snow. The bastards of that area are last name Snow. And the region matters. The north is always kind of snowy. It's also worth pointing out, in this world, one of the earliest kind of fantasy elements we were introduced to is that seasons last a long, long time, and we're going into what is considered a long winter. So theoretically, whole lifetimes could be lived in the winter that is coming for these these characters. And Mm -hmm. winter is not only coming, it is here. And winter is not only weather, it's also very scary undead things from above. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Very exciting. For this particular winter. Mm-hmm. And so John, uh, through a series of events, he pledged to uh, guard the wall, which is what keeps the scary undead things out. Uh-huh. Through a series of unfortunate events, he is now back in Winterfell. He's he's labeled the King of the North. Um, and yeah, that's... I think just, you're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. That wall's not looking too good right now, but also we have We're another... Oh, that. oh, oh we, we, we should mention that John also died and was resurrected, which will probably well, be important. Uh, yeah, that will probably be important, and we'll get to the agent of that resurrection in a little bit. And will we get to the parentage in a little bit, too? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Ooh, there's a lot of people, gang. But moving... Also, another person who's leading the North right now is Sansa Stark. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yay! So Yay. yeah, John left Winterfell in Sansa's capable hands mm. as yes. he decided to journey to visit the Targaryens who we'll get to in just a second. She is the eldest Stark sister. Um, she's probably the most, seems the most capable of like being a ruler because that was what, and by the way, everybody hated Sansa in season one for the most part. It made me so mad. And then, <laughs> and then if you're like me by season two, you kind of got on board because she's gone through it. She's she has been through it, yeah, well, and she more ha- than she ever deserved in <laughs> any lifetime ever. And she ever. has a crazy arc because she was raised as a, a noble girl, yeah. to think you know she's going to marry the prince and live happily ever after, and she's learning how to sew and speak different languages and learning her history and all that kind of stuff, and then she gets thrown into the shit very hardcore. Yes. Um, has horrible things happen to her, Which but awesome. rises out of it learning from everything that has happened to yes. her and is now in an incredibly capable position. Like a phoenix? <gasps> yes, nothing, to, to, nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this. <laughs> but speaking of Game of Thrones actors that are also in X-Men movies that are in dubious <laughs> states of release, uh, we've got Arya Stark. <laughs> uh, who's that was also, a good segue. That was a great yeah. segue. Who's also been with, she's basically, her arc for most of the show has been bouncing around with di- different scary mentor figures, mm-hmm. uh, learning how to be one of the, the scariest, most capable uh, kill As- people on the assassins? show. Assassins? Yeah, basically. She's nuts mm-hmm. now. And that, I mean, that's debatable. Some people would think she still has her wits about her, but I'm like, oh, she's kind of a homicidal maniac at the at beginning of season seven yes back at the end of season seven i'm like okay she's 
she seems more okay. stable now. Okay. But at the beginning of season seven, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad news bears for the uh, Stark sisters. But I think in general, people cheer for Arya. You yes. want Arya to be able to come out ahead of time. Um, and I think at the beginning of season seven is one of the happiest moments I ever had to see Arya be as capable as she was. And, uh, that moment at the beginning of season seven where she takes out one of the main Stark enemies as from a ability she learned from the faceless men who if you didn't get from the name they were able to change their faces which is a skill mm-hmm. Arya was picked up from them even though she didn't technically finish her training with them yes mm-hmm. so. so she can look and sound like other people and then murder which is Very also cool. confusing because she's so small and so how does she do it with a bigger person but that's neither here nor there Still. nope yeah so the last remaining Stark child is Bran mm-hmm. uh, who like the rest man we need to stop I need to stop saying it they, they've all been through some shit they've all they've <laughs> all been through it um, at this point Bran's start, Bran's the earliest at going through some crap that's true he yeah, also shoved good, out a window and lost the use of his legs yeah it's a good t- like taster little sampler mm-hmm. of like hey just so you know the kids kids aren't safe in this bad show. stuff's gonna happen to kids mm-hmm. yeah and so without the use of his legs he found some friends that were able to take him up beyond the wall which again mm-hmm. there's scary stuff beyond the wall and uh, there's also the three-eyed raven which is uh, basically the closest thing the show has to a wizard I feel like is the best and now Bran is the three-eyed raven is there you the go. Three-eyed raven. a wizard and an Good oracle question. and an yeah. oracle <laughs> It's a very. It can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, there, yeah. there are many hot debates on Reddit about what it means to be the Three Eyed Raven, and we know that Bran can travel through time. Yes, we yes, know he that he can, can see yeah. things through other people's experiences. Yes, and then we recently found out uh, in the last couple seasons or the last season uh, that he can affect the timeline, which was crazy loophole-inducing uh, and could mean a lot of things moving forward into the final season. It's also worth pointing out. Bears. He, it's also worth pointing out that he does not physically travel back in time despite the fact that he can that we know of he doesn't physically travel back yeah, his body's here yes which uh, debunks for me debunks one of my least favorite fan theories but Ooh, we're gonna talk uh, about that but but, uh, but, uh, but yeah you can also look through animals that's another key mm-hmm. usually birds yeah usually birds and, and so there are some people who, it's called warging there are some people who can warg into animals but it's very rare that someone can warg into humans yes. and Bran has that ability we also have Davos uh, who was with uh, during the War of the Kings because there was a bunch of kings at once. He was with Stannis, but now he's with Jon. I love Davos. Thank Davos God. Is great. And we all love Davos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we all love Davos. Davos and Bronn, I really want them to get together at the end. We'll get to Bronn in a minute, we'll but next is Brienne. Mm-hmm. Brienne! Uh, who is my wife's personal favorite. She's great. Uh, my personal favorite, too. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in Brienne's corner. Uh, yeah. Brienne was was um, uh, by Stark Mama. She was supposed to guard uh, Sansa and Arya, and so now she's loyal to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a long time, though, she was uh, in charge of not protecting, but kind of watching over Jamie Lannister. Yes. And they yeah. have a relationship. And we'll get to more and of that. And before mm. that, she was protecting Renly Baratheon. Yeah. So it might the seem like one. her loyalty gets around. But However, she, loyal. she she shoots it straight. She has great morals that she stands up for, which isn't always awesome in this, ro- in this world. But so far, due to her morals and her strength, I believe she has lasted this long. And the true love of Brienne's life, at least according to this character, is Tormund Giantsbane, who was part <laughs> of a, a, one of the wildlings who lived where the poor humans stuck on the wrong side of the wall living with all the scary things but he even though they didn't like the people the on with the Starks specifically and anybody on that side of the wall they've now joined forces because they've seen the scary things beyond the wall and they're like hey maybe we should team up because uh, 
this is bad. We and need they, all the help we can get. And yeah. because of John's leadership, really. Yeah. That was like a huge thing that he was able to unite those two forces. Uh, also, kind of, uh, this is a free agent that kind of just got lumped in with this house is the Hound, mm-hmm. oh, um, who was loyal to the Lannisters, uh, even though they didn't really do him any favors. No. And he's kind of a free agent at this point. And I actually, he has one of the best redemption arcs on the show mm-hmm. because he was a bastard like he was relatable but he was a bastard and him kind of processing his own like uh just being a bad person uh has been a good there's been a good arc well yeah the hound is a really great example of what game of thrones does really well where it gives you lots of different layers so you don't really have clear villains or what might appear to be a clear villain then has heroic or respectable attributes later on or vice versa um and the hound has really i think a lot of people are rooting for him now even Mm. though he started out really hard in the villain corner yeah oh yeah Uh, also i wanted to mention just going back just to torment for a second the last time we saw him it was bad news bears for him because he was on the wall but i think we already know what his fate is going into the final season but it was supposed to be a big question mark for like a yeah. few months at the very least. We've also got, uh, uh, we're here at 10 minutes. we got to get oh, yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Sam here. Uh, Sam is John's best friend when uh, John was a, a watcher on the wall. And he's been learning. He's been off to the library. Uh, he is, he's, he's training to become a maester and he discovered some very important information about John's true parents he also uh, has a little baby and a girlfriend that travel around with him which is not something you're supposed to do when you're on the wall nope. and we recently uh, due to events in season 7 we also found out he is in charge of his house now House Tarly mm-hmm. which was never supposed to be the thing his dad doesn't like him Yeah, his dad and is not looking too good though no, <laughs> no. Uh, also free dad is out of the picture uh, this is also a free- and by the way she said maester that's kind of like your counselor your teacher that lives with these houses and kind of trains the mm-hmm. rich kids how to know what to do wise uh, old advisor man yeah mm-hmm. so this is also a free agent we're going to touch on her briefly melisandra she uh worships the lord of light mm-hmm. um which is is a god in this world that does have agency uh specifically through people like melisandra and she's the one that brought john back to life even though we don't really like melisandra because she was partially responsible for the murder of a child for real bad Ooh, stuff yeah, but, yeah. She, but, but she, she says is. i made a mistake <laughs> yeah and she knows that, and she may still have a bigger role to play. And also, she's real hot. So moving on, we've got uh, the Targaryens. Uh, this is the other big. This is uh, the other big kind of like good guy team led by Daenerys Targaryen. Mm-hmm. She is the last of the yeah. Targaryens. Um, You're Targaryen. She's there. the mother of dragons, <laughs> the breaker of chains. Um, and uh, yeah, so she she and John are getting close. Oh yeah, and she is ready to take the throne. Mm-hmm. Let's throw up that Danny. Let's hey. let's throw up there. There Boom. she is. Yeah. yeah, Danny has had a really amazing character arc as well. We've seen her go from young teenage girl who was literally sold to breed yeah. to a civilization she didn't understand anything about, um, to a group of people she didn't understand anything about, and has made her way, has really come up to be a leader of this great army yeah. to reclaim the throne. So. But arguably, more importantly, she has dragons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she gave birth to dragons. Oh, yeah. Three of them. That sounds more kind of, she had eggs and then they 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 are her children, but she, she didn't, they didn't come the out, eggs. They didn't come out of her womb. <laughs> mother of dragons. Yeah, she's mother of dragons. And <laughs> another family we're going to talk about later, but this is one of the main members, is Tyrion. He's also mm-hmm. one of our main good characters, and he is the hand of the queen, which is the uh-huh. the queen's counselor. I love mm-hmm. that you said good character because that's debatable. The, the well, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, but he's one of right now. He's one of the few like good guys. The, the show was very complicated morally. Now, kind of at the end, we kind of do have the good guys. 
guy team and the bad guy team. A little bit more. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, more than we ever have before. But Tyrion's a real smart guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very capable. And uh, one of my personal favorite characters. Hopefully he makes it. Yeah. Keep it go- fingers cr- every fingers, fingers crossed game. Every fingers crossed. Uh, and the other very smart person is Varys, who has kind of been pulling the strings for the whole show. He's one of the uh, minor characters that has a lot more influence than he appears. Yes. And he, I would say, is the true independent agent of this series. He mm-hmm. flat out says, I am in it for me. So at times he works for the Lannisters. Right now he's currently with the Targaryens. But ultimately he makes decisions that are best for himself. And he would say the best for the kingdom. Right. Yes. Uh, Also for Team Targaryen, we've got Theon and Yara. Yara's in prison right now. She doesn't matter as much at the moment. Except that Theon is going to go save her. Theon has done some awful things, but he also got his ding-dong cut off, so we all feel bad for him. (laughs) And all his skin flayed off. Yeah, I I vaguely feel bad for that guy. Yeah. I'm like... They got me back. It took a long time. He did some horrible things, though, before he was tortured and his mind was crushed. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Theon. bad things happen to Theon. Also, somebody that's struggled with some stuff is Jorah, who mm-hmm. is probably Danny's most loyal supporter and is a character that will 100% die this season. He's one of the characters I feel most confident is definitely not making it out of season eight. But okay. he's super loyal to Danny. He had a little problem called grayscale, which was a skin affliction that he's gotten taken care he of. He also Esma. has a little problem <laughs> called in love with Danny, even though he's way older, and that is not okay with her and sometimes. There's yeah. not a cream for that. There is not a cream for that. <laughs> we also, one of uh, Danny's loyal advisors is Miss Yay, Yay, we finally got to a person of color. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Took about 10 minutes into the video, but we got there. Well, we skipped over the Dothraki. Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but yeah, because there's so much, guys. There's so much. And then we've got Grey Worm, who's part of the Unsullied, who also doesn't have a ding dong, but he's a great. (laughs) He's a great. We should have mentioned that about Varys, too. This happens a lot. It's a big thing in this world. A lot of people are missing. Pillar and Stones, my dude. But he's a great warrior. Him and Missandei like to do kissy face stuff. And they also did more stuff which confused me personally uh just the mechanics of it but that's just the me thing that's the i me enjoyed thing. it yeah so you now make it work so now we're to the bad the bad guys with mm-hmm. the lannisters mm-hmm. and you're like wasn't Tyrion a lannister yes he is but he's not currently uh part of that family i mean he's not he's not working with them currently he's saying screw you dad yeah really. he changed allegiance he changed allegiance the big head honcho and i would argue the big bad of the whole show is cersei right now yeah, yeah and uh so she is currently sitting on the throne she was the mother of the princes that were supposed to take over and they were all dead. And all the princess, her kids were dead. All, all those kids. kids are dead. And who did she have those kids with? Was it the king? No, it wasn't. It was her it was brother. It was Jamie. Her pretty brother. Very now, pretty. Jamie, They're both pretty. Jamie yeah. is also a free agent at this point because at the end of last season he and Cersei had a falling out because Cersei's breaking some. At the end, Cersei, John, and Danny all made a deal like, hey, let's set aside our differences to fight the White Walkers and Cersei was like, YOLO, actually, I'm going to kill y'all. <laughs> and Jamie's not. And Jamie was not down. He's not having it because he's, he's also gone on a redemption arc thanks to Brienne, who we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. in the show. I am. I'm. Uh, besides one very specific scene that happened between Jamie and Cersei, I was really on board with them. There's one specific. Yeah. There's one specific scene, scene that doesn't track at all. Nope. At all. And but it seems was, like the showrunners are like, mm, whoopsie. The uh, what we implied didn't come across in this. It comes but across. But keep in mind, remember when we talked about Bran being shoved out a window in that, the very beginning. That was all Jamie. That was didn't Jamie. even think twice about it. Yeah. So maybe again? not good guy. They've maybe not met. They've, they've not, not met, met again. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, right? here, I'll push you, man. Speaking <laughs> of ambiguous people, here's Bronn, uh-huh. and um, he was a sellsword that started working with Tyrion. He's very capable because he's mm-hmm. very good at fighting dirty. He's one of my favorite characters. Same. Because uh, he's he's very much a pragmatist. He's whatever in it, he's keeps in it him for alive, the money. yeah. Whatever keeps him alive and out of trouble and keeps him paid, he's yeah. happy. Uh-huh. Uh, this 
is not a cell sword. This is the mountain. Oh my god. Uh, Sandor Clegane. Uh, he used to be a person. He's an actual monster. He is For, an actual yeah, monster. But pre and uh, after death. Yeah, one hundred percent. He has one of my least favorite scenes on the show. Uh, <laughs> a moment was my yeah. You ever, yeah. Did you ever accidentally dropped a cherry pie? Yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, he did that to a head. So he <laughs> was poisoned to near death, and the person that brought him back is this character, Me- Meister Kyburn. We're talking about yeah. Meister's being kind of like. The uh, I don't know wise counselors. He likes to experiment on people, including the mountain, who's now subhuman. Mm-hmm. He does. Is this guy still around? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's working for Cersei. Speaking of people working for Cersei, we've got Euron, who's the uh, brother. Uh, no, he's the uncle of Yara. Yeah, and crazy Theon. how this happened. Mm-hmm. How yeah. now uh, House Greyjoy and House Lannister are affiliated because Euron was like, "Screw y'all, I'm taking over." And Euron's a real badass pirate, so he was like, "I'm gonna do badass piratey things," and goes into Cersei and is like. Hey, lady, I want to marry you. And in order to do that, I'm going to bring you a great prize. And then yeah. he comes back with Alaria Sand, who is responsible for Princess Marcella, uh, her death, which yeah, is which one is of Cersei's, Cersei's only daughter. Yeah. Um, so she's like, oh, yeah, I'll take that one. Yeah, and, um, and Yara. Yeah. And now, yeah, he captured Yara as well. And now uh, Euron is off to go get the Golden Company, which was, uh, we have not met them yet. They're going to be new to season eight, but they mm-hmm. were mentioned. They are a group of badass sellswords because uh, the Lannister armies are looking a little thin. Uh, they got scorched by dragons. Um, but they kind so, of have money, so yeah. they can pay for mercenaries. So now they're getting these mercenaries, yeah. and there was a mention of elephants, and I'm excited to see Ooh, that same. for Ooh. one. Make them okay. a little extra big like in Lord of the Rings. Make them a little bit bigger. Mm, a little bit bigger, elephants. extra tusks. Yeah. But yeah. the biggest bads of them all have to be the white walkers, which mm-hmm. are these guys, these scary guys right here. And they, we talk about, we've been mentioning this whole time, the scary things up north beyond the wall. These, these are those. These are them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the, the way the White Walkers, there's the, the big White Walkers, which can make, bring the dead back to life, which are these. These are the whites. Um, so they. Classic zombies. Any, mm-hmm. any, yeah, basically, basically standard zombie situation, except you don't need to worry about them biting you so much specifically. Yeah. They're not going to eat brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the, the uh, White Walkers bring them back. And the king of the White Walkers is this gentleman. The Night King. Yeah, who is a scary, scary guy and also one of, part of one of my favorite episodes of the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, great makeup. Yeah, all great, all around. great yeah. makeup. So, and great pet. Uh, and and j- at the end of last season, he was able to get one of Danny's dragons. Viserion, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, and so now we have a, a ice dragon with blue flame. Uh, that's real, real cool. scary who flies faster than the others it looks like and he's what tore down a section of the wall so now the white walkers are able to get over so that's- yeah it was the blue flame from the ice dragon that broke the magic of the wall mm-hmm. to get through so we can assume going into season 8 we're going to be dealing with some baddies very close to Winterfell very soon yes mm-hmm. we definitely can And but it's important to go back circle back to John and Danny because mm-hmm. they are making kissy face right now at the end yeah. of last season and they we also discovered that John's not so much of a bastard and also he's related to Danny Trisha uh, you want to go into that real quick yeah 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 so uh <laughs> the whole series is called a song of ice and fire we finally have that here with a snow and a targaryen yeah. um however we find out that john snow is actually not ned stark's bastard he is ned's sister liana's natural born son with an affair that was actually a legit marriage thank you samuel tarley uh to it's rihanna and or liana and rhaegar targaryen so john is actually both stark and Targaryen. 
which makes By him blood. the coolest of all. Yeah. So but we then all were he like, smooches her. <laughs> right. Well, and I mean, Daenerys is technically his aunt. That's what that means. Yeah. Um, but Targaryens are well known for intermarrying. Starks that might freak <laughs> so him out okay. a little bit. <laughs> so uh, I have a feeling that we are going to have a revelation of Jon's actual parentage somewhere in the season, and it's going to be a little bit awkward for both of them for yeah. sure. Um, but I feel like they're going to write it off as okay because they're Targaryens. I don't know and that's if they're, what Targaryens do. I don't know about them writing it off, but they're definitely going to have a baby. And finally... Oh, yeah, we think Daenerys is pregnant. Yeah, that's Daenerys, Daenerys is going to be pregnant. And finally, let's wrap this up. Are, what are the, some popular fan theories going into season eight about what could happen? So the one that I... Uh, shout out to New Rockstars because they're the ones who introduced this to me, which I thought was pretty fun, was that as our forces are heading to the north to confront the White Walkers in Winterfell, probably going to lose Winterfell, which yeah. is going to be a bummer, but that's probably going to happen. But the Night King... He's got his dragon, so he flies down to um, King's Landing, King's Landing, and converts all those people into White Walkers. So you got uh, oh. a joint force meeting them basically in the middle, where they think that the South is safe. It's like, no, we already saw snow coming down <gasps> in King's Landing. Do you think we're gonna get a Cersei White? I see. Someone was see. It was interesting. Someone <laughs> threw that idea out there so that she, because she wants to be the ruler, just period. Yeah. Uh, for mm. basically, she always wants to have that kind of control, so she might just sacrifice herself. She might ally, ally herself with them. That would be. You got a you got a popular fan go. theory, Trisha. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I do think Danny's pregnant. Um, my fan theory is that this entire thing is Bran's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily go with the Bran is the Night King theory, which is a very popular theory. Yeah, so basically because their the, noses are similar. <laughs> well, it's not just that their noses are similar. Basically, we now know that Bran can travel through time and affect time, even yeah. when he's in someone else's body. And it was Hodor's storyline that taught us that. Yeah. So knowing that the time travel loophole is now introduced... Makes me shake my head because there's so many things that then won't actually make sense. However, um, there are theories that if he went back in time and tried to become the first man who was originally turned into the Night King, that maybe he got stuck in the Night King's body and that's how Bran is the Night King. That's that theory. However, we have no evidence to show that Bran can be in two places at one time. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. if that were happening, I think Bran would still be in like coma state working back into the Night Man, not mutually existing. So... I'm with you. I don't care for that theory. Yeah. But, but I do, do think he, he is responsible. I think he's responsible. I think we've seen a lot of little things like um, the mad Targaryen king saying, burn them, burn them all. Yeah. I like to think that that's Bran going back in time and trying to tell him how to defeat the whites before they get too too big and mm-hmm. too strong. So, But he misinterpreted it. And there were voices in his ear, so he went nuts, yeah. which mm. totally makes sense. And it's Bran... And we've seen that. Yeah. We've seen that. We've seen Bran accidentally make someone go crazy. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And we saw that with Hodor. So I think it's Bran trying to figure out and hone how this works. And I think that that will be the key to everything. Ban- Bran's time travel, which is a little bit of a deus ex machina. And that upsets me a little. Yeah. But... I- it might happen. This also is- worth mentioning that the Night King can affect Bran when he wargs over to him. Like, Night King can see him, and we've seen him grab Bran as he's working so, in front of him, And the too. Night King was going after the first three-eyed raven pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And now he's going after Bran. So then people are like, well, why does the Night King care about the three-eyed raven so much? Yeah. And that lends people to the Bran as the Night King theory. Very so good. this isn't a fan theory, but this is my theory Rewatching the last season. I think the Song of Ice and Fire, which again is the name of the novels, the name of series of novels which Game of Thrones is based, and we assume means John and Danny. I think also impl- is a nod to Cersei and the Night's King, because Cersei likes to use wildfire. Mm. And I think the Night's King is actually a feint. I don't think the Night's King is the big bad. I think we're going to resolve the Night's King issue within the first couple episodes of the season. Oh. And the real threat is going to be Cersei, and Cersei kind of represents the people in 
our world that will use natural disasters and other bad things to further their own agenda. Because this show's always kind of been more about the evil that real people do as opposed to crazy fantasy evil. So rewatching last season, I, I really was feeling hard. It's like, this is about everybody versus Cersei. And I think the mm, Night's King, the Night's King is going to uh, affect everybody so hard. Our, our, everybody's going to be so diminished that when Cersei comes in with the gold company, it's going like, to be like, but for real, who do we fight her with? See, Who's left? I kind of feel like they're going to go the opposite route. And Cersei's going to get taken out pretty fast. And then it's just going to be all against the Night King. Place and it's bets, about everybody. the big magical evil. No. Um, so yeah, we'll see. And I also think the Song of Ice and Fire could just be John. Because mm-hmm. he's the he's both. a Stark and a Targaryen. Yeah. It could really be John's story. So when people are like, "Who do you think is going to sit on the throne at the end?" Knowing that the whole series is called A Song of Ice and Fire, there's a good argument to be made for the fact that it's John. I would like to see it be John and Danny married that rule moving forward. Um, but of course, it's Game of Thrones. So if one of them dies, that could totally make sense for how yeah. the series goes because they don't like happy endings. But we'll see. So that's some that's some speculation. We'll get into more specific speculation uh, down the line. But moving forward, mm-hmm. um, let's let's look back. Like that was everything you know as quick as possible. We tried. <laughs> yeah, we tried. We, tried. <laughs> we did. We really tried. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely missed some stuff. But we did. And, I wanted and, to be like honorable mention: Beric Dondarrion, Thoris yeah, of Mer. Like yeah. there's there's a lot. Shout out to Gendry. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Gendry. If you have the time. Go back and watch the series at some point. It's very good. It is really good. It is really. There's a few. There's a very few sour notes in there, but for the most part, it's a very good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best we've ever had. Highly recommend it. And speaking of that, let's go back and revisit uh, some of the stuff we liked. So we have a Discord. You can go to patreoncom answers to be a part of Discord. Mm-hmm. It's as low as five dollars a month. So that's like a buck a week, basically. That's great. Um, you can be part of that, and you can be part of our Discord and be part of the discussion, like Catalix, who uh, sent us this question. I literally just started watching for the first time yesterday good for you so what are your favorite episodes that i have to look forward to uh hard home is personally my favorite hard home is great yeah it's it's the one i think because when we watched the last season when that aired i watched every season as we went along so if i watched episode Mm -hmm. one of season seven i watched the first season in that way oh it it was it was it was real harrowing but when i got to i and i i got it like i got why people like the show and i get that like this is a well-made show hard home though was the first time i was like Shut up! Stop talking. Like I'm like I'm fully invested in this, and I'm terrified. Yeah, Hard Home is because Hard Home was great because at that point we had kind of learned the show's tricks. The second to last episode, something really big happened. Mm-hmm. Da da da. That was I think like three episodes before the end. It felt like it resolved. Cool, we've resolved the issue of the episode, and then suddenly, just kidding. Yeah, there's a rumbling, <laughs> and it's like, wait, this is happening now like hold on and then it was like reveal after reveal the whites show up we learned that john's a sword with flaring steel we probably should have mentioned that and our other things you know flaring steel's a big Dragon deal glass. Yeah. Glass. Uh, yeah. all that stuff i think going hard home is one of the other one of the ones uh and it's tough because i know there's little character moments and episodes that are really great but your mind immediately there's goes to the big so battle many. ones yeah well and i would also say the uh i think it was the season finale of series one um, where Daenerys emerges from the flames. That's great. And I feel also, like that's a huge moment. Going back to season one, for me, the death of Ned uh, that's the was second to last because episode, I yeah. didn't. You you had to have already known. Watching oh yeah, it. Oh, no. yeah. For me, for me, watching it, I didn't. I, I was just watching. I'm like, cool. So this is the moment where it's like watching Pirates of the Caribbean with Jack Sparrow with the noose. It's like, who's gonna? Will Turner's gonna come out and save him? Like, who's gonna come out and save him? And then the sword comes down, and I was like, what? I and had to like text a friend that read the books. I'm like. What? And he's like, yeah, he's dead. I'm like, 
what because the advertising he was our main guy he was yeah. the, uh, and- the biggest actor on the show like he was the he was the closest thing we had to a main character and I'd never had a show pull the rug out of me so under from under me so hard. Yeah, there are several episodes where exactly like you said, you feel like you get the rug pulled out from under you, and it's devastating, and you're mourning. So it's hard to say those are the favorite episodes <laughs> because it, that's very uh, dark. However, I per- that's one of the things I personally love about this show and this series is that it defies expectations. Once you think you have it figured out, like you said, no. second to last episode. It completely goes a different direction and it really lets you know that anything is possible no matter how evil it is. And when you think like, oh, you think, oh, the show's going evil all the time, then something nice will happen. And it it really keeps you on your toes. And so there's a lot of favorite episodes of mine that are episodes where you get the rug pulled out from under you in a super horrible way. And you might be mourning in your real life for the next week or so. But God, what a good episode. You know another favorite moment of mine, and I think it's fresh in my mind because I just rewatched season seven. And I know this moment got a lot of shit because Ed Shireen was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Arya, speaking of like sweet moments, when Arya sits down with the Lannister soldiers and she, uh. re- and she realizes like, oh, these are people. Mm-hmm. These, are, these are people too. Like and just because I hate Cersei. don't even know what's going on. Yeah, just because I hate Cersei doesn't necessarily translate. And it's, very, it's really important to where Arya's at because that was right after she murdered all of all of uh, what's his face the Harry Potter guy uh, um, uh, Craster uh, not Craster Craster's Frey? the guy Frey, Frey. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Craster's the other creepy old man that fucks people he shouldn't be well she just uh-huh. murdered a ton of people over there not yeah. even just Frey and, she murdered a ton what, which I think she counted them and it was like 51 or yeah, something like that all the people that were kind of involved in the Red Wedding or whatever but it's like she's super crazy serial killer at that point so that moment where she's with the Lannister soldiers is a nice humanizing moment for her well and it it really brings to your attention how horrific war is because there's so many people that this is not their war but they have to fight it anyway Mm -hmm. and how it affects like the one soldier in that group uh, says that his wife had a baby since he's been gone and Arya said boy or girl and he was like I don't know they don't send ravens for soldiers no and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy may never even know. Yeah. Like, he could die in war and never even he know. He probably will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably, probably will. Yeah. Will. Uh, other favorite moments for me is Brienne versus the Hound when they fought. Yeah. That was a really good moment because I was, great. it's mainly the cinematography that captures it so well because, like, because yeah. you, you, this is going to happen. You could, like, you kind of felt they were going to intersect at some point. And I, I like the, with the stakes of it, especially for Arya not knowing who Brienne is whatsoever. No, yeah. no clue. Uh, that was a really good moment for me as well as, I mean, the Red Wedding, I knew what it was going into but it still didn't change how uh, horrific it was. Yeah. I was just like, oh, so we're waiting. And it was like waiting for the roller coaster to drop. You're like, that, but this is the worst roller coaster I've ever been on, <laughs> period. And it just, and it just guess what? There's no tracks up there. You yeah. just fall down. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, bad news. Um, and I, I wanted to say one more. Oh, the battle when uh, Jamie sees dragons for the first time. And when yeah. Tyrion the, sees the a dragon loot, for the yeah. first time. The loot train attack. I was going to say Valeria. that's episode four in season. That's, Seven. yeah, Tyr- Tyrion sees the dragon in Valeria. The loot train attack in episode four of season seven. That was another. That was like hard hope for me where you're like, cool, the episode's done its thing. And then Bronze, like, do you hear that? Like, they're in the middle. They're making it. There's a, there's a prolonged dick joke about Sam's brother, Dickon. And they pause for a second. And Bronze, like, do you hear that? And then at first it's uh, the Dothraki. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> and then the dragons, you're like, they're fucked. Yeah. Like, there's no, it's, like, it's like if you had a, a 15 fighter jet. In the middle of a meaningful battle, you're like, "What? What do we do?" But it's also so well done because you're fight. You're you're hoping for the victory of people on both sides. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's those are my favorite battles. Where there's and, and a good example of that is the Battle of Blackwater because you don't like you don't like Stannis really, and you don't like Cersei or Joffrey. You definitely don't like Joffrey. 
But on the Lancer side, you have Tyrion, who you do like, and you have Davos on the other side, who you do like. And so it's this real complicated, of like, I don't really know who I want and Pod. to win. And Pod. And Pod. And Pod. <laughs> and pod. And Pod's okay, yeah. everybody. Pod's okay. Pod is, I'm normally large dick or okay. <laughs> we don't even know. Yeah. Don't. That's the best part about the Pod. So there's this Pod sex joke that Pod yeah. is the best at sex ever his first time. Yeah. But they don't even go into why. That's true. So you can That's speculate true. why. Yeah, they don't, we they, don't know. They don't. Hey, maybe we'll get those answers going to season eight. <laughs> we but. can only hope. Mm-hmm. We can only hope. So before we keep talking about the Game of Thrones, which... Uh, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited for people to check out our discussion on Might Be Awesome. Uh, a good way to find our discussion on Might Be Awesome is if you go to OnlyStupidAnswers.com dot com. or MightBeAwesome.com. Dot com. And both of those sites were made using Wix. Wix? <laughs> well, boy, howdy. Could you tell me more about Wix? I because will, I didn't build either of those websites. <laughs> I will happily tell you about them. And I will say it was an incredibly easy process. If you look at those sites and you're like, wow, those are sexy and I want to build my own, you can look at Wix. And if you're like, wow, those are garbage, I could do way better it was a Wix. It wasn't Wix's fault. It was definitely my fault. It was definitely my fault. Well, we can tell you this much. It's so, not Wix's fault. So you can go to you can go to Wix.com and show me your better website. I actually would love to see that. If you're like if you're like, hey, I can make a better only stupid answers website, go on Wix and send it to us because I would like to see what that looks like and if maybe you, take some pointers. I'll tell you what, if you put a game in there, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a fan of it. Yeah. Why is there anybody out there that can make an eight bit side scrolling beat him up of Sam and me we've got the sprites we can give you we could give you the assets if you want to build it out and guess what you could show it to us on your brand new website over at Wix.com so Wix has over 140 million people that use that site to make their own websites. Yes, Wix is beautiful. And you can start and publish for free, and you can choose from over 500 stunning templates. Or guess what, gang? You can start from scratch. You start from scratch, or you use a template? I start for our websites. I started from scratch. Beyond. Because other yes. sites I use template. Other times, like for the Chaos Theory site and everything, I use templates. And then I kind of got a hang of it, because it really didn't take doesn't take very long to get the hang of it. They mm-hmm. It's really intuitive the way they built it. Oh, yeah. They got over 100 uh, design features and apps to help grow your brand online. We're talking video backgrounds, which are very snazzy you got your you got your list you got your buttons you got your social bar that's so easy so people can find you anywhere you got any kind of presence on like twitter instagram what have you absolutely all sites include built-in seo tools which are really important if you, you want said, to expand your website you said absolutely <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and everything is automatically optimized for any device, desktop or mobile, because a lot of people look at your site on your phone. So you better be ready for it to look good on the phone. Get the tools you need to create the website you want. And if you want to be able to access all the tools and everything Wix has to offer, you're going to want to go to Wix.com slash podcast. Yes, get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X dot com slash podcast to get 10% off one more time with feeling wix.com slash podcast to get 10% off go check that out and tell them we sent you tell them sam and dj they probably won't know who we are but no. you can go ahead and say it we might uh, some we're friends we met them at a party we met them at a party once they might not probably and also if you guys make that other website maybe just tag us uh, later well we asked for some other questions from the discord uh, uh, speculation going into the final season we have a comment here from Booch Booch Tron shout out do you all think that the White Walkers will quickly back it uh, back will quickly back it down south the weird trailer showing uh, ruins of Winterfell was it more symbolic or do you think fighting will happen there 100% mm-hmm. 100% so at Winterfell yeah, and yeah. move south I think they're going south oh, maybe yeah. no. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am interested the only thing rewatching season and seven the only thing that that got me wondering about this whole the connection to the knight's king and the white walker and i hope there's a reason for it and it's not just like the one of the few times of sloppy writing is what were the whites doing 
until they got the dragon. Like, where are they going? What's the plan? Yeah, are they well, just, what are they, are just waiting for, like, do they, because I think with the part of the brand theory is that he knows he's waiting for the dragon. But if that's not the case, and I kind of hope it's not, what was the plan for them? Where were they, where were they marching to? Every time we cut to the White Walkers, they're marching someplace. I think that this series kind of set it up that they're just like mindless zomb- destruction zombies but the, that are just marching south. The Night's King isn't. Right, and that no. brings up a very good point. What is the Night King's goal? Yeah. Like, if he's marching south, why? I'm sure he doesn't care about King's Landing and no. the Iron Throne. So are they just trying to destroy to grow their numbers as much as possible? That's not really a very smart end goal. Are they specifically looking for Bran? Yeah. Like, are they specifically looking for John or Daenerys? And what does that mean and why? It's it's really... It'd be interesting. I think a good, uh, one way to do it is if we never find out what the goal is. And this will be tricky for the show to do, but I've seen other media do it where mm-hmm. we don't know what the goal is but we do know there is a goal. Mm-hmm. And that that would I think that would mm-hmm. work because because the what the Night's King represents, it's not you don't want him to have a sit down conversation and be like, Well, here's my backstory. You know what I mean? Well, like, I feel like you'd get an origin episode in this season. Or normal shows would do that we at the very did. last we second. With the children of the that. forest and kinda. you shove dragon glass in his heart and it makes you the Night's King. But did we explain the ba- why he gets the babies to turn them into white? That's how he makes white. That's how he does. But yeah. like but that's all we have so far. Yeah. Most normal shows would have like right near the end, it's like just so you know, the bad guy's a human too. And yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, come on. Let me leave him a villain. Which is why yeah. I kind of like, I, I think that Cersei's going to end up being the big guy because she is, she is a person. Like we know she's, she's crazy. She's not a good person, but I understand why she, I've met her dad. Uh, I've been, I've been with this character. She lost all her kids. Yeah, I get why was, she is the way she is. She was told as a young girl, all your children are, are going to die yeah. by, kind of by your own hand. One of the like, few she's, flashbacks we got. It's been bad for her. Uh, we got Kayla Marie 033. Uh, do you think the writers will use the same ending that the books will have? I would say a hard yes to that um, because we know that George R. R. Martin sat down with the showrunners before the series even started and said, this is how it all ends. Yeah. And they came forward and said, you know, we're going to take different routes to get there. But in general, they will all end with the same overarching ending is what we've been told. Here's my addendum to that. I think one of the reasons we haven't gotten the last two books is George is waiting to see how this pans out. Oh, maybe. And it's if, really depending smart. Depending on, on the response, he might switch up some things. He's active on, on social media. Well, he knows yeah. what people like and what they don't like. the chapters he has released so far of the next book that none of us have had yet, he intentionally releases chapters with a character that maybe is killed off in the series, but he's saying, look, they're still alive in the books. Like, he's intentionally doing things to show us that the books are taking a different route to get to the overall ending. But I think as far as, like... The big ending, what the song of ice and fire is, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That'll Who's be sitting same. on the throne? But that'll probably unless there's a huge blowback from it, kind of like how oh. Lost didn't end with like a clean ending that yeah. everyone was on board yeah. with. Yeah. It doesn't need, doesn't matter. I don't want to know what your opinion is. On <laughs> but like, just putting that out there. I don't. It, the show's been off the air for like ten years. Don't care. Yeah. Um, but with that, if it really blows back and people yeah. are just not sitting well with it, he he would change it if he does write that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if he writes that book, that would be smart. Robin, so little Robin, the suckling kid, he ends up on the Iron Throne, and everybody's like, "No!" But I had a dragon too. Yeah. It was that one. <laughs> he brings it. Uh, last question from Davy Backwards: Zap. Okay, if Winterfell stands their ground and defeats the Night King, what would the North plan to do after that? When it, in terms of Cersei, because oh, I feel like she's going to she change her mind. She changed her tune. Well, I mean, she's already changed her tune. She's not following through with anything she's, yeah. she's promising. Besides Jamie making his way up there, uh, I. 
I don't see the Night King being killed off that quickly. And even with the Golden Company, you still have two dragons. You have one way of taking down a dragon, which was pretty effective. That spear thing. The, spear thing. There was a name for it. Scorpion? Yeah. Scorpion. Yeah, even though it didn't do great, and the Night King's one worked a lot better. <laughs> that one was magic and made that out of That was another situation that, that made me question, because the, the Night's King, when I... I like the idea behind the second last episode last season with the guys that went above the, beyond the wall. I like the idea of it. The execution was wonky. Uh, they're on trapped on an ice island. The Night mm-hmm. King's looking down at them, and we know his aim. We see later his ability to aim doesn't do anything. He's just waiting. And then the dragon mm-hmm. shows up, and instead of attacking the dragon, all our main characters are right there with the dragon literally like 10 feet in front of them. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to go for that one. <laughs> and, and then he nails it, and you're like, and I, I'm wondering, was that just like shit's happening because we're writing the episode and we just need shit to happen, or was there a or reason is he behind waiting it? For that dragon, I think it might be better writing. Mm. <laughs> I think that episode might be. Hey, better, they right? had a lot of juggle there, and maybe it just got to him. Pressure got to him. Also worth mentioning, if you kill one of the whites. The rest of the White Walkers that they turn die. Yeah, which oh, is that's convenient. true. That's very, yeah. very, yeah. And very the way, end of Avengers. You blow up the ship, all the aliens die for some reason. And the only way to kill them is uh, by using dragon glass or Valerian steel, steel made weapons um, or burning them. Yes. Um, if you're able to like decapitate and then set on fire, that's a way to do it. Um, but as far as. If you got time on your hands. You know, you're going to decapitate, set them on fire. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as uh, what will the North plan to do next, I think it's also important to bring up, should we take the Night King and the Whites out of the picture? It, correct me if I'm wrong, but by the end of Season 7, do the Starks know that John has bent the knee to dinner? Yes, and Sansa's not happy about it. Right, okay. So how are they going to deal with that? Yeah. Do you think the rest of the Starks are going to then follow John and say, well, he swore fealty, so I guess that's what we're doing. He's the warden in the North. Yeah. Or... Are the rest of the Starks going to want to fight the Targaryens? I really don't. That that feels like when superheroes don't know each other, so they start throwing fists first, and you're right. like, oh my god, I just talked to each other. It also <laughs> reminds me a little bit too much of like, could Arya kill Sansa? It's like, no, let's move on from this. Let's, this is not. Uh, but oh, it but is... I felt like they bonded so much over killing Littlefinger. Yeah, I agree. And, and that does bring me. people together. Yeah. Oh yeah, Littlefinger. Nice. That yeah. was a cool way to go. <laughs> he's, he's super done. So now... Who do we think, big question, the question we've been asking since since episode one, who's going to end up on the throne and maybe a little bit how? Sam. There you go. <laughs> Sam. Not going to say how. He's making it there. Okay. Just because of the There you go. go. Yes. Also, he's made it a lot longer than I thought he was. <laughs> and he's super capable. You also, want a guy with some good smarts on the, on the throne. Who do, we, who do we think is definitely going to go? So I think Jorah definitely is going to bite the dust. I think Cersei. Davos. Cersei's got to go. Oof, Davos is I know, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. hurt so uh, hard Melisandre if Davos goes. basically said, listen, I, he, she basically said to Varys, you and I are donezo. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. We're both going to die here. Varys might die of old age, but he's definitely going to die in Westeros. Missandei and uh, Grey, Grey Worm's Worm definitely donezo. They're dead. Well, I don't know about Missandei, but Grey Worm definitely had that action movie. He's got a bone one last time before he dies. Mm. Like um, That could happen. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion. Do we think Tyrion's going to last through the final season? He's going to be a hard death but he's it's going to be hard to watch but i think i don't i don't think he's gonna i think if anybody makes it i think i think Tyrion. really i think Tyrion. i think i think of the two danny i would really be frustrated if they kill danny and it ends up being john on the throne because danny's whole arc has been building to this and the show the arc of the show has been following these women in a male-dominated society and seeing specifically danny and cersei them navigating their own path to 
carving out their own spot in the man's world. And so to have your lead female die and have it continue to be man's world, I guess maybe that would be the point. Like, hey, guess what? Didn't matter. Um, Which is a perspective, but I don't, I I would disappoint me. This series has so many strong female characters. And it's interesting because I was just talking to someone that had only watched season one. Yeah. And uh, and this was a a woman. uh, Back in the sex position days. Yeah. And she was like, I stopped watching it because I felt like it was too derogatory towards women. And I was like, keep watching. Keep, please keep watching. There's some of the strongest female characters I've seen on TV on this show. Please keep watching. Yeah. Because even Cersei, like she, She's, she's the closest thing you have to like a true antagonist, true villain, but she's so layered and Lena Headey's performance is so good. Um, well, and in the beginning though, even Cersei gets a lot of like, what do you know, you stupid woman? Yeah. And she's discounted a lot, even though she is playing She blows smart. up everybody. In the, that's another <laughs> moment that really... she goes uh, nuts. The, I, the music score for that moment when she when she blows everybody up. But so, okay, so Sam on the phone, phone for you. Uh, Sam no, says no, Sam. That's, that's for No, funsies. it's too late. No, okay. uh, I... <laughs> I, it's weird because you it comes down to the two of them, John or Danny. John died already, and we've said that. Like yeah. he he died already, but if he dies again, I'm like, what was the point? Mm-hmm. Like why just leave him dead and pick yeah. somebody else, or don't kill him before and kill mm-hmm. him now? Like do something like that. I, I I don't like that doing like back and forth. You know, just make a decision. Yeah. Killing Danny though seems stupid. She's been her long title is there for a reason, and she has freed so many people, and she's changed, and she's grown, and she's united the world. And it's like it would be so stupid for her to die. What if what if she self sacrifices so that John can have the throne? And what if the last second, like she's jumping in front of the bullet, but then he bends down in front of the bullet, and he dies, and she <laughs> on makes the knee. it. He yeah. bends on the knee. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He took the knee. Uh, Trisha, who do you think ends up on the throne? It's going to be, and this is probably too much of an answer, but it's going to be, I think, John and Danny together or one or the other. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. I don't think we're going to get. One. I don't think we're going to get a surprise Tyrion on the throne or anything like that. Yeah. I think it's definitely going to be one of those two. I um, or, but I think honestly, I think we're leading towards both of them married or Danny's unborn child. Yeah, no. maybe being the successor. But I do think it's going to be a combo after the of long brutal winter. Mm-hmm. Once, once we finally rebuild King's Landing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if we're going to lose more Starks. So we're it'll be it'll be Stark. what mm-hmm. Robert and Ned wanted to begin with. Yeah, the what? Starks and the Baratheons. Well, and I think uh, I, I'm wondering if Gendry might be an outlier too, considering he's he's Robert's uh, bastard, you or know he I mean? fully gets eaten by the dragon. <laughs> he, gets he gets, gets fully dragon. gulped up. I do think I know Baratheons are all dead now, huh? Yeah, and technically, if you go by like the naming uh, convention of the time, the Sarks are essentially gone because Bran's not going to have kids. You know, he's all but said he's he's basically robot three eyed raven brand at this point. Like he's not So John. So, John so, is But he's not a Stark, he's a Targaryen. He is a Stark, his mama. But he's by naming convention he's oh, a Targaryen. By naming convention. Yeah, yeah by naming, his dad's name. Yeah, naming naming convention yeah. at the time, all you have left is Sansa and Arya. You know what I mean? That's true. And I think Arya's gonna go off and be an adventurer, and I think Sansa's gonna be Wardeness of the North. And she might end up with Gendry, which would also be what the parents wanted, although you got the Baratheon and the Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's the Baratheon start. Yeah, even though Gendry and Arya have more of a have had more chemistry and time together and stuff like that. You know what? I'll throw my hat in the ring. Theon. Theon's going to get it. <laughs> Theon's going <laughs> to get the throne. The and if we've got support for that, let us know in the comments down below. It's very important. But I, also, tune back in. Oh, sorry. Last one. Theon I was just support? I going to say, I feel like when you're going Theon's board and we're going like, Really out yeah. there ballpark. Ooh, guess yeah. you're on yeah. Greyjoy, there folks. Yeah. What I would like to see before we <laughs> wrap up, what I would like to see on the throne, personally, even though it's kind of icky, John and Danny, uh, they've got they, they they did a good job in season seven building their chemistry and building a relationship between the two. Where I, I bought it, um, and and they're two of my favorite characters on the show. They've really like 
done a lot. It would be cool to see that. I think it's going to be one of them, and I would say probably Danny. Same. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. also, Dion, just from yeah. all the way to the other end of the court, and yeah. you see if we can make it. He's probably not. He's probably dead within the first episode, yeah. and that would be that. That would make the most sense for his character. So, gang, I hope you enjoyed that. You can get so much more over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Make sure you tune in Mondays to youtube.com slash mightbeawesome for our Game of Thrones recaps. And also you get little previews for what you can see on Patreon to kind of wet your whistle mm-hmm. as it is, as it might be. And also, uh, on a pretty regular basis, you should uh, check out the deep dives that we have on Might Be Awesome because we're diving into some pretty cool territories when it comes to video game lore or movies or TV shows, comic books, what have you. We're trying to answer the big questions. Yeah. And we can... We'd love to get your suggestions over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. We have a Discord there. You can join that community and let us know what you think. Please and thank you. we got another big explainer coming out soon, so stay tuned for that. Yes, it's a good time have by all. Make sure you follow Might Be Social on Twitter and Instagram. Only Stupid Answers on Twitter. You got the bows from stupid. Boom, that's how you do. And Sam Basher on Twitter. DJ Talks Charts on Twitter. That's the one. And until uh, next time, make sure you stay hot. <laughs> Whatever that means for you, go ahead and do it. Stay warm. There you go. I was trying to do an H thing, and I don't know if this bit's going to last past this episode. (laughs) Just, I tried my best, and that's the end. See you next time. Bye.